Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Simply Mr. Hayes, the podcast. Here we share ideas, experiences, and resources to help other educators. I'm your host, Eric Hayes. You may have seen me on Twitter at the handle Mr. Underscore Hayes or read my blog, Simply Mr. Hayes. In this episode, I interview Grant Thor, Principal of Alternative Education Schools for Washington Unified School District. Listen in to discover how this educator found his home and alternative education and what misconceptions we may have about this setting. Well, I'm very excited to introduce our next guest here. It's Grant Thor. And I could go on because he's got some incredible experiences, but I don't want to steal that from him. So please tell us about yourself, Grant. Sure. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I started as an English teacher. I, I did uh, English language arts for 12 years. Um, after doing that for a while, one of the programs on campus uh, invited me to, uh, to teach in their program. That was the AVID program. AVID stands for a national, I'm sorry, um, Advancement Via Individual Determination. And so I taught in the AVID program for a year and the coordinator at that time was moving into administration. And so when she moved into administration, uh, they encouraged me to become the coordinator for the AVID program. And I really liked AVID. It was for that middle student who uh, isn't necessarily the top of the class and doesn't get a lot of support as far as uh, being a student who needs additional support academically. But it was kind of for that middle student that doesn't, doesn't, kind of gets ignored sometimes. So I felt like I was that kind of student in, in high school. And so the program was a perfect for, would have been perfect for me. <laughs> I wasn't a part of it, but I, I, you know, as I started working there, I was like, wow, this is great. So um, worked as the coordinator for that for four years and then had a unique opportunity to uh, oversee a separate part of the AVID program. Our school was selected to be one of six in the nation to have uh, the African American Male Initiative, and that was a program that uh, focused on closing the achievement gap for African American males specifically. And through that work with AVID and, and the AMI program, started to do a lot of data collecting and, and presenting, and uh, that kind of led into, all right, well, the next next step in my career is probably going to be administration. So. Um, moved into administration. I was the vice principal of the comprehensive high school that I was working at, at the time for, for three years. I oversaw the juniors and the seniors. Um, had an opportunity presented to me to move into alternative ed, and it wasn't something I was necessarily looking for at the time. I, I wasn't necessarily ready to, to leave the vice principal job. I loved the vice principal job at the comprehensive site, um, but I saw an opportunity to do something different. Uh, up until that point, I, I guess I was always trying to have my hands on, on as many students as possible and, and, and kind of build programs. And that, that opportunity to move to Alt-Ed uh, was the exact opposite. It was, now it was an opportunity to focus on one area. And so that, that appealed to me. And so for the last three years, I'm, uh, for, this is my fourth year uh, as principal of Alternative Ed. I've been focusing on Alternative Ed. And, a little bit disappointed that it took me this long to get there because I really think it's it's my home and and I, and I love being in Alt Ed. Well, thank you very much. And I, you know, one of the things that I, we talked about before this podcast, which they're not going to even get to hear this part, no. <laughs> but <laughs> no, is is there's a lot of misconception about 
alternative education. I know I, I didn't quite understand it completely. Um, can you tell me experience that you had kind of that, that showed that kind of misconception? Sure. And, and I think traditionally you're right. There's, there's been a, a misconception that Alted is, uh, it's, it's negative. Um, in our area, it's, it's it was referred to, and, and some still look at it as uh, an extension of like juvenile hall or the juvenile justice system. Um, alternative ed to me is is just more options for students. And um, an example of kind of the negative uh, experiences that, that some people have with Alted or, or the view that they have of it is my job actually at the comprehensive school that I was working at was to persuade people to not go to alternative ed. That, that I mean, that was literally part of my job. I'd have uh, parents and students come to me and ask if they can go on and say independent study or if they can go to the alternative ed school on campus because they wanted to be, you know, they wanted a change of scenery. And my job was to encourage them at the time. I don't, I don't believe in this now, but my job was to encourage them and to kind of sell the car not to go to Alted. Um, I was, told that, hey, you know, I was supposed to tell them <laughs> that it's the lowest form of education. Um, there's, there's no support there. You don't want to go to a school where uh, bad students go or, you know, it's like, like I said, it's like juvenile hall. And um, that's really changed now that I've uh, experienced alternative ed. Um, and I, I know in my, in my area and probably in a lot of other areas, people are changing the perception that all Ted is, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's a different option for students. And, and I wanted to revisit that. So if you were to, to visit an area that doesn't quite have a good impression of Alt-Ed and you were to kind of reframe that, what would you tell people? Yeah, just that, that it's, a, it's, a, it's an option. Um, I, I always encourage people to come to our campus. And I know a lot of people are, are scared just because of the way it used to be or, or what they think about campus. Um, our, our campus, we, we don't have physical altercations. We don't have um, drugs and things like that. And, and if we do, you know, Eric, it, it's, it's no more than any other school. It, it's, it, we're, we're just, we're a smaller school than the comprehensive site. Um, but there's a lot of successes in, in Alted just because students are, are properly placed. I, I think that's the big thing. You asked me, what, what would I, um, tell others, or if I was to sell the car, I guess, to others, it's, it's a proper placement for students. A lot of times at the, at the big schools, you're going to have students who don't necessarily care about going to prom or playing sports and things like that. Um, that's traditionally what, what teens like, but, but not everybody likes that. Some students just want to get to a smaller campus, not be bothered by all the outside things, and just work on getting their diploma early. We've got juniors that graduate uh, every year through our site. So, I mean, that, that's a, a benefit or a bonus if, if I'm going to sell that car. Um, that's one thing I, I tell you know, parents and students all the time is, hey, you know, you can graduate as a junior. Our credits are a little bit different. And the reason for that is just because um, we, may, we may be appealing to that student who and that, and that family that doesn't want to do four years of school. They don't want to go like I said, to the senior prom and things like that. They don't want to play baseball for four years. They want to get their diploma. They want to go, um, you know, join the workforce. So um, it's, it's just, it's another option. It's, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. And, and I completely agree. And, and I'll tell myself, I did not have uh, a positive impression at first. And that was from a lack of, you know, ignorance. And it wasn't until I was teaching in North Carolina where I had, you know, some students who I could tell, 
the, the, the placement wasn't, you know, wasn't suing them. They weren't happy. And then they left, you know, the high school and they went to alternative. In my mind, I thought, okay, it's a failure for me. I wasn't able to keep them there. They went over there. Then I happened to meet them in the community and they tell me what? They tell me that they were happy. And yeah. it just blew my mind. And then it wasn't until I actually, I didn't quite understand it. It wasn't until I went to visit that I saw why they would be happy. They had more freedom, they had more choices. And I thought, oh my goodness, why didn't I visit this sooner? <laughs> yeah, and you talk about the freedom and the choices. It's, it's, it's an individual, you know, at least at our site, and I know many others are like this, it's an individual plan geared towards them. You know, and so I'm not gonna sugarcoat it and say that we don't have students that don't come over on a, uh, on an alternative on an alternative ed referral because of discipline or because of poor attendance yeah once, once they get into the program and, and everything's individualized to them and and they see that they're going to have success some of those outside factors that that uh, are making them you know become you know what they call a bad student or or, or a discipline issue those go away because there's no reason for those things anymore they're, they're going to be on a campus where they're not going to have to sit in Mrs. X's biology class and be distracted by 29 other people and maybe get held back, you know, doing group work or listening to a lecture. You know, they're in our classes and they're working on biology by themselves. And that, that may sound like a bad thing, but of course there's the teacher in, in the class supporting them as well. And so when I sit down with a parent, I say, hey, this is, this is what this looks like. This is what our classrooms look like your student's going to be working on biology and the student next to them is in a totally different grade level, maybe work on earth science or physics. And yeah, there's a teacher in the room that's going to be able to, to help them out, but they don't have that distraction of, or, or, or that, or that pace that they have to adapt to of other people. Everything's individualized for them. And that brings me to your focus area, which I got super excited when I saw this, when you said, Hey, that, Hey, is there any way we can talk about like individual learning, online curriculum attendance? And I was like, it's like you read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's because, you know, these things are, these conversations, those topics that you're supposed to be interested in are what people are, are talking about and complaining about. They're saying, hey, you know, I, we need this, this pandemic has shown very clearly, we need more individualized learning. We're struggling with online, the curriculum, and then kids aren't showing up. And so I thought, Okay, yes, alternative education is the same as what's going on in the pandemic. No, but the things that you've experienced, that focus area, certainly is something that all of us can learn about. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, right now I, in our district, and, and we've had conversations about this with, with some of the other site leaders, so uh, I feel like we can pat ourselves on the back in Alted. it's okay. Um, we're kind of in a better place right now than in a lot of the other sites because what we've been doing in Alt Ed is, is just kind of continuing. Yes, we, you know, our, our teachers are meeting with our, our students all the time, but you know, we have students on independent study that were meeting with their teacher once a week. So their education wasn't kind of turned upside down. You know, they're just gonna kind of continuing to do what they were doing. Same thing with our on-campus students. You know, in our Alt-Ed program at Washington Unified, we've got, we've got a couple different um, school sites. Uh, we have an independent study, we have an on-campus where we have a community day and a, a typical continuation school. 
but even the on-campus students who are not able to see their teachers every day, they were working on individualized classes online. So when school was still going on, they, like I said, they would go to a class and work on biology online in their classrooms and the teacher would be able to support that. That's what's nice about this, about the all fed program and, and having those online classes is the teacher doesn't have to necessarily wor worry about all the grading and the curriculum and creating curriculum and things like that. They really get to focus on the support because the curriculum and, and, and the grading is not everything is done for them, but a lot of it's done for them. So kind of to get back to your question, our students aren't really, really affected right now because they're continuing to do what they're doing now. They're doing it at home instead of the classroom every day, but our teachers are able to check in with them, offer that support. So um, that individualized learning where you can kind of let the student do their thing and support them as needed. Um, we were kind of ahead of the game when all this happened. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate with what we're dealing with right now, but um, I think we're, we're in a good spot in the all dead world. I know it's not just our site, you know, a lot of sites are, are able to continue what we were doing. So I imagine, I imagine someone listening to this thinking, you know, I love what I'm hearing, but you know, I'm going to stay in the traditional setting. I'm not going to go work in alt ed. I appreciate what, what Grant's doing. That sounds great. What lessons can I take away from this about individualized learning? What can I do if I'm, I'm happy with the traditional setting. So what can I do in my own classroom maybe? Yeah, I think um, using that individualized, and in, in, in classrooms are great, don't get me wrong. You know, we, we, we have traditional classrooms on our site, but um, maybe having individual ways where students can show learning. Uh, for example, instead of just a, uh, um, a lecture that covers, you know, something for, for a student, or sorry, for a group for an hour and a half, maybe having stations where some students are doing group work, some students are getting that lecture, some students are doing individual work, some students are on a computer. I know that, that takes a lot of work, but our students are just learning in different ways. And, and we see that in the all-fed world in that, you know, some students work best with paper and packets. Some students are working best on computers. Some students are working best when the teacher gives them work and then, um, you know, they, they turn it back and get feedback that way. So just having those options, again, I know that's kind of overkill and sounds like a broken record, but I mean, it's options on what the school looks like. It's options on what the classroom looks like. It's options what the curriculum looks like. Um, I think Alt-Ed finds a lot of success just because we have, we have many options available to us. Now, when it comes to online learning, um, have you found like certain sites that you use that help you um, that give you that framework? Because I know there is a certain amount of fear of like, I don't want to create all the lessons and I, you know, how do I deliver the instruction? Yeah, great question. Um, I, you tell me, is it okay to plug a program while we're on your podcast? <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> um, we, we use Edgenuity. Uh, Edgenuity is awesome. Uh, we, we did have some experience with, with another um, kind of more basic curriculum program. Uh, it wasn't bad, but Edgenuity is great for us. The reason I like Edgenuity is because we are a small program. So a lot of times um, kind of uh, changing classes and, and, uh, and making them unique to students falls under in, in my lap. And so I don't mind 
um, doing that for students. And, and the reason I really like it is because in, in the alt ed world, some students are going to come to us and they may need two credits um, in biology, and whereas another student may need five or even 10. Um, we're able to customize the classes through Edgenuity. I'm going to plug them again, but I know many programs, you know, you're able to do that. But uh, it, it's really you can customize the classes based on what the students need. And, and you know what, kind of going back to one question before, you talked about what maybe can traditional classroom teachers do. Um, if they have access to online programs, they can just take out parts of it like that. You know, say you want to take um, a, a unit on, you know, cell reproduction, you can use Edgenuity to do that. Um, so you don't have to use the whole program or the whole curriculum. You can always customize what you need for the student. And with Alt-Ed, because like I said, our students come in needing different credits and um, different classes, we're, we're able to customize the classes to what they need. Um, a real good example of that, Eric, is say a student comes to our district and they're new and they come in February. Um, they didn't, you know, they didn't get all of January, but they were somewhere else. I can customize the amount of hours and, and, the, and the course content that they need, knowing that they worked on, you know, biology or whatever it was for a month at another school. So really, really being able to customize classes is great. So it sounds like you have a great amount of flexibility with their platform. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll plug the heck out of Edgenuity. Uh, I'll plug the heck out of our district administration and as far as flexibility. Um, they really tell me in the Alt-Ed world, you know what, Grant, do what's best for students. That, that is the answer that you'll never get yourself in trouble for, I guess, is um, if you need to customize a class, you know, and, and you've been, you've got the experience and your teachers have the experience to justify the work, customize it, you know, just do what's best for students. I love it. And, and yeah. I, I'm, a, of course, very student centered. And I feel like you can't go wrong with putting the students first. Of course, you know, I, I understand people say, well, put students first over faculty. No, I'm talking about being, you know, being balanced. Um, yeah. And what you mentioned about plugging uh, programs or platforms, if they work, you know, that's, we want to share that success. Sure. You know, I've, I've, I have never worked with Edgenuity. Uh, so I'm not necessarily plugging. I have no vested interest. <laughs> but I have I have heard that they have been a resource for many schools. And so when you when you mentioned that uh, that you've been working with them, I thought, well, okay, I want to know a little bit more about Edgenuity. Like, what what can they do? Do you have to adopt the whole program, or can you take parts from it? Because that's something important to know as a school and the school system. Uh, you you can take parts of it, and in a real good example of this, and I know. A lot of people have, um, when they hear about this, they get really excited. I, I mentioned that we have a community day school. So our community day school is for students that do come to us with attendance or discipline issues. So part of their uh, semester program is they take a, a class called Positive Decisions. And it's, a, it's an Edgenuity course, but Edgenuity calls it something different. And it's like, it's like healthy living. And we customize the course and it's, um, it gives the students resources on uh, drug and alcohol uh, education, peer-to-peer um, -peer relationships, um, being, being a good social citizen. So we customize that course that's already in Edgenuity, and it's, it fits perfect for the students that come to us, like I said, with attendance or discipline issues. Um, 
they like the course. It, it, is, it is an elective for them. But that's something that they may not have gotten, like I said, at that comprehensive school. They're, they were sent to, to Easton High or Easton Community Day or, or um, whatever alternative ed people were from, and they may need that kind of education. So um, that flexibility and that, again, we go back to it, that individualized instruction, that's something that that student needs that they may not have received at a, at a different school. That's good to know because hearing uh, hearing students say, I like learning about health and wellness is not something that happens every day. <laughs> right, right. Well, before we conclude our episode, is there anything else that we may not have covered? Because I know I could talk a, a lot with you and I certainly respect what you do. Uh, I told you I've, I've had students that were not successful and I felt like a failure as a teacher but then it made me very happy to see that they were successful. I just didn't understand how they got there. Now I do. Yeah, and, and just to wrap up, just that, that look at it, I just encourage everybody to look at Alt-Ed as an option, you know, not necessarily a negative thing. Um, students are gonna need different placements. Uh, the placement for independent study isn't necessarily the best placement for Alt-Ed students. Um, the placement of on-campus may not be the best placement. So it's all about finding placement. Uh, I can give you an example of um, you, you know, a practice that I had heard or, or have seen before where when a student is sent to alternative ed and uh, they may come to uh, the campus with a discipline problem, they may have been sent to independent study because the staff or, or the site didn't want to you know, deal with that student. Well, independent study isn't necessarily the best placement for that student. So, you know, you're gonna create attendance issues, you're gonna create um, learning gaps and, and academic issues. Placement is very, very important. So it's, 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 um, it's something that I focus on. I, I know, you know, our, our small uh, group of Alt-Ed administrators in this area, it's something that we talk about all the time. And it, again, it just goes back to the, the theme of our, our discussion here is that, um, options are, are good for students. Comprehensive isn't the best place for all students. Independent study isn't the best place for, for all students. But when you find the right placement for students, then they find success. And you know, grad rates go up, attendance goes up. Everything that the districts want and, and you know, the things that you want are just good for students when you find the right placement. Yeah. And, that's, and I think hopefully something that comes out of all of this as we, we, as we think about, as we're thinking about education and delivering instruction is looking more at providing those options. Um, because we have been forced into a situation where the option, that our go-to option isn't not, is not working. And so maybe now, once we get out of this, we can start thinking more about, okay, what can we do more to be a little bit more flexible? Right, right. And in no way, it, you know, do I want this to come across as a knock on, on like comprehensive, right? Because comprehensive works for most students. You know, for the majority of the students, comprehensive is the right placement. It's just grouping everybody into comprehensive is the best place. I think that's where the error is. And I hope that comes across. I think it does. I think it does. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking this time with me. I wish you the best. Stay safe. You got it. Thanks for having me and thanks for talking all Ted. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to our show. We know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there and yet you chose us. If you like what you heard, 
please subscribe to this podcast and stay tuned to our next episode.